Welcome to the Fantasy Fam Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, coming at you from Rain Man Studios here in Northern Jersey. Got my brother, Shven, today. Our cousin Hello. Kyle has a prior engagement. He will not be participating with us. Sad. But the show must go on. Miss you, cuz. So last episode was our now famous Game of Thrones draft. Who Surv- lives Survival draft. And who dies? We're all uh, tied with six points each after the first episode. I thought it was a good episode. Good leading up to, you know. Yeah, a lot of ex- a lot of exposition. You know, it's the um, they're setting up a lot. Usually, it's the first couple episodes, all the build up. You know, they're trying to create the motives for what happens later. But you it was a great six, episode. You have six episodes. I mean, wouldn't you want? I I was expecting. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to set my expectations high and just really hope that they just go above and beyond for every single episode. Just come out and just guns are blazing yeah because I, I i agree although it was a great episode and they and they needed to set some things up obviously because it seemed as new information came to light no spoiler alert there you know um there's only six episodes there's only five left but exactly gonna be, five now it's gonna feel rushed like it, it already feels a little rushed it's gonna be so epic i don't care i'm so excited <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah. we it's like we hate it you know what i mean like even last season like that was really rushed but oh incredibly. You, you still loved it no i think i was talking to somebody today about it too and i think the anticipation alone like i was sitting on the couch watching last season like a couple like an episode and a half from last season and then just at the edge of my seat the entire episode the music the new intro it was incredible and, and then it was over just like that right you're like oh my god this i think this is literally the only time where anybody actually looks forward to Sunday. (laughs) Sunday night. Sunday night nonetheless, right? Yeah, it's like, what? Like, I, oh my God. I I texted, I texted your lovely wife or she texted me and I was just like, she was like, oh my God, is it Sunday? (laughs) Yeah, his, uh, his I I was like, uh, I hope. (laughs) So, I'm excited. Can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, it's incredible. So we're all tied. Six out of seven characters showed up and survived each. Nice. Um, and it's back. Um, and the NFL draft is next Thursday, which is incredible. So And keep, the keep Avengers. Going. And the Avengers. I got my tickets going Thursday night, 6.30, son. And, uh, I haven't gotten mine yet, but I'm going to have to either watch it that weekend or avoid reading anything. Three hours. Three hours of awesomeness I, i'm fine with that i can't wait i wish it was four i wish it was like ben-hur or the ten commandments i'm fine with it <laughs> it never end because it's sad to see something done so well and like you're so invested just it's just over like game of thrones avengers wow they're both ending like oh year, this month that, that's kind of crazy actually we just started on such a high on this episode and now you came in with that <laughs> with that you enjoy it while it's there man with you that dragon glass enjoy it while it's there. That, that's yeah. all I'm going to say. Oh, totally. So the Fantasy Fam football podcast, you can find us at thefantasyfam.com or on Twitter at thefantasyfam. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Radio Public, Overcast, and Spotify. Uh, so some exciting news uh, in, our, in our lives for the podcast. We will be hosting a table slash booth, whatever you want to call it, at SportsCon. For all you fans out there, SportsCon, the, the uh, fantasy football convention out in Dallas, uh, it will be taking place July 12th to the to the 14th. 
Uh, there's like a VIP party Friday night and then two days of the convention. So definitely come and see us, say hello. We will be there in attendance, myself and my brother. Uh, and we also have a promo code. That is actually the most important bit is that our promo code is fantasy fam, all one word. Uh, and you get 20% off your general admission or VIP ticket. Uh, again, that promo code is fantasy fam, all one word. That's incredible. They've been um, a great partner to work with and it's, you know, it's, it's every, to everyone's benefit, honestly, that, that we're able to share this promo code. So please, please take advantage. So continuing on with our, our run of 2018. Today, brother, we're going to talk about QB standings versus their ADP and different strategies that you can utilize. And I'm going to, I'm going to kick it off and start with a, with a more random fact that people, they probably forgot as the season went on, honestly, because I don't think anybody saw this coming. From weeks one to four, Ryan, 24 carat fits magic in the air, was QB number four. Think about that for a second. We knew that James was going to be suspended, right? But how many people actually, how many people actually drafted or picked up Fitzgerald? Fitzpatrick. I said Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. It's all right, you got you got I Lawrence, Fitz and I think Fitzgerald. It's. I mean, I would. It's okay. He's. It's a great person to mistake him with. The, the thing with Fitz uh, Fitz Magic is one. I'm. I'm actually surprised he was the number four. Uh, he should have been number one with with what he was putting up. But. It, I don't, I don't think Tampa saw this coming. I don't think the fantasy world there. I, I think after the first week when, when he absolutely mutilated that saints incredible secondary, you know, good job guys. That was crazy. Uh, but then they did go and win like 10 games in a row. Yeah, they did okay after that. <laughs> after that. But Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't even know he was going to do this. Come on. There's no way he was, he knew he was going to throw a lot, but it's just it's it's crazy to see that he actually kept doing it though like he actually kept putting up big numbers so if you picked him up after week one and you actually you're like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a shot why not i mean it definitely paid dividends but hopefully he had something else and i, I do i do like him actually this year in miami the only thing is I, I i don't know who he's gonna throw to yeah they got kenny stills albert wilson Devontae parker who, backfield parker but i mean he has potential for years. Who knows and, what's going to happen? And this is the year, though, that I think that they're, everyone may be a little bit higher on him because he actually has a quarterback that can somewhat air it out a little bit more than, you know, Ryan Tannehill could have. And that's when he'll let us all down again. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, Jordan Howard, another one. But, yes. <laughs> no, it's true because, all right, let's, let's take this through the, uh, through the hindsight is 2020 lens for a second, right? Team dynamic – Right, which is the offense, the coaching, the the setup, totally the exposition, if you will, Ooh. and opportunity. Right, so we knew that Jameis was going to be suspended. Right, that that was a fact. Who was going to be the starting quarterback, and does he fit the mold of the offense? We know that they're just going to throw it all over the field. Right, we knew it. That was the offense. They were just going to chuck it down the field. They had no running backs. People were talking about Peyton Barber in the preseason. Come on. He played decent. He wasn't fantasy like godness, but he he played okay. In t- you know what I mean in times. But but I get what you're saying. You have you have Fitzmagic, and all the guy does is throw the ball. You, you could take a chance, essentially, right? Yeah. It's like throwing a dart, right, at the end of the draft, or if you didn't even pick up a quarterback. He may be someone if I if I'm in like a super flex or a 
two quarterback league, I'm I'm definitely gonna look at Fitzpatrick next year. I mean, they're gonna have to keep up with the with the Patriots, the the Bills, and Jets. Right. They could be losing. Know what's going on there? So no, no more Adam Gase. It's just it's interesting. He's still in the division too, which is weird. Yeah, that's doesn't make sense. It's so whatever. weird, but whatever. For another that's for another day. <laughs> so if you if you waited and picked him up, I mean, essentially that is another strategy. Which, I mean, I typically deploy. I know Kyle is incredibly adamant about it. I know you did, brother. I'll get to a player that I'll I'll let you uh you know, you touch on that he's near and dear it's, near and dear to your heart. You know, it's, you got to get lucky though sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you could wait for a QB. The top two QBs this past season were Patrick Mahomes, who kind of came out of nowhere, honestly. He only had one game uh, before that. Exactly. And Matty Ice. I, I think Matty Ice is more of the surprise to me. Because he was – I think he was ranked the 12th quarterback, um, 12th, 13th, uh, and then he finished the second. This is according to Fantasy Pros. So he finished 11 spots ahead of where he was being drafted on some leagues. Was he even like, didn't you say that you saw him actually go like undrafted because of the year he had before? Yeah. On average, it was bad. He was outside the first nine. Both of these guys were drafted outside of the first nine rounds in 12 man leagues. And one, one draft really close to the season too. It was actually during the Eagles game, that first game on Thursday night. And he did not even get drafted. It was, it was terrible. It's. I mean, he really. He's. But here's the thing. It's like now he's gonna. I. I still don't think people are gonna put too much faith in him this year. I mean, but then again, he also he has Calvin Ridley in his second year. You know what I mean? Austin Hooper is still there. Muhammad Sanu. They don't have Tevin Coleman anymore. He has Devonta Freeman. They do. They have Ido, right? They really don't have that presence that Tevin Coleman that Matt Ryan loves the check down, but I still think he's going to go probably like mid. He's probably a, a mid tier quarterback, quarterback two. You know, I think, I think is where I rank him at right now with the potential for quarterback one, depending on how that offense moves forward. Because if Devonta Freeman goes down, uh, I don't know, unless they pick someone up or draft someone, you know what I mean? It's like every other year for him because I think it is. In the past few years, he's had a monster year when he was MVP and a terrible year, and then a comeback year and then a terrible year. And then this past year, he obviously bounced back after week one. Um, but he's going to be valued much, much greater this year, which means that I'm probably going to be staying completely away from him because exactly as we know and we discuss on this often, you can pick, you can fill your stable with more running backs and receivers. Who finished third, brother? Big Ben was drafted on average a couple rounds ahead, seventh or eighth round. So you're still but you're still, great, great value there. Yeah. Here's, here's the big one for you, though. Ad nauseum, we've talked about it. But it's worth mentioning because he was drafted even later than these two quarterbacks. He finished number seven. His name is Jared Goff. Jared Goff. So it was 14-team league. I am the commissioner. Second to last pick. 14 teams. Second to last pick. I'm just going to let that sink in for a second. That's a lot of freaking picks <laughs> leading up to the second to last pick. I got Jared Goff with the second to last, my second to last pick. Sorry. Let me rephrase that. But still, that, I mean, with those picks, you're, you're drafting your individual defensive player. 
your you know what I mean? Your your yeah, defense. kicker even. Exactly. Well, we don't have kickers in that league anymore, but that's great. Your defense or your individual defensive player or even a flyer tight end, you know, just whatever. Not not your seventh ranked quarterback, Jared Goff. I absolutely now I got insanely lucky because I believe the guy that had a quarterback that needed a backup, he drafted Mariota in front of me, and I was set to get Mariota actually. I was like, you know what? If he takes Goff, I'm going to take Mariota. So, roles reversed. I got Jared Goff. Now, I'm not saying wait. My strategy was absolutely horrendous. I just got insanely lucky. <laughs> so, if you I, – I wouldn't wait that late unless you're going the no quarterback route. You know what I mean? Where you, you just like – a, like a Fitzpatrick. Yeah, because you could uh, – sometimes it's better be lucky than good in, in your case, you know. So, a strategy may be that. You could uh, flip a coin to and, and hope and pray, you know, hope as a method. Or you, or you could just wait for a quarterback and think about it between, you know, rounds eight and eight and 14. True. Essentially, right. Depending on your team, but you could have picked Travis Kelsey early. You could have picked Ertz and you still could have picked the top eight, top 10 quarterback. Right. In the back, back third of the draft easily. Which, which clearly we see from the rankings. I mean, there's only. Three, four, okay, four guys that were ranked in the top four or top 10 that finished in the top 10. Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees, and Russell Wilson. All ranked in the top 10, finished in the top 10. Other than that, every other quarterback was outside of the top 10. So just goes to show you that, like, you don't, I mean, you can wait a little bit, but obviously, Patrick Mahomes, we're, we're, we're putting him in his own category. Because what he did last year was, I mean, fantasy football, godlike. He's already in the Hall of Fame. I think he had the best season as like a fantasy performance. It's so it's so fun to watch too, man. I love it. I love the offense, the Walrus, Cuckoo, Kachu, Andy. Just keep throwing the ball, keep putting it in Patrick Mahomes' hands. I love it. It's a lot of fun to watch. That's great that you brought that up too, actually, because that leads us directly into the next strategy where you could have gone with your gut. And in this case, you're essentially reaching for a quarterback, right? Because the value has to match where you pick your quarterback, right? Where you drafted him, what round, what position. Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson were taken as top three quarterbacks. And they finished top five quarterbacks, essentially, right? So in a sense, so it worked out. you're not reaching, but I say you're reaching because you missed out on picking up top 10 running backs and wide receivers. Exactly. But then again, you also got to look at the the actual point difference. So okay, so so Aaron Rodgers, there you go. So Aaron Rodgers finished, uh, he finished sixth, and he was the number one quarterback, and he finished with three hundred and twelve points. Right. I got Jared Goff, who finished seventh, and he got three hundred and ten points. So there's two point difference. So it's like you went with Aaron Rodgers, you took him. Whereas I got Jared Goff at the end of the entire draft. Naturally, I mean, this is only one instance. This isn't, you know what I mean? It's not like it happened in every single league. But just to show you that the difference, even Dak Prescott, he was the 18th ranked quarterback. He finished the 10th, 285, 285 points. Not very far behind Aaron Rodgers. So there, there's just so many quarterbacks that you could it's, – it's very tough, too, because, because it's quarterback. You want to have a good quarterback. Oh, you know, you know what I mean? Like you feel like that's the foundation kind of. Like I feel like some people draft a quarterback being the foundation of their fantasy team, whereas 
clearly by looking at this, and this happens every single year, you, you can wait. You don't have to reach for a Rodgers. I mean, Tom Brady, he's probably fantasy or like whatever, irrelevant. <laughs> uh-huh. It was ranked like two or three lit, like, last, like last season, I think, before. But No, because it's, it's all about the points. If you could fast forward to the end of the season, like you said, I was crunching some numbers as well. And to, to what you just mentioned, QB 10 and QB 20. The difference is two points a week. Exactly. Two points a week, which means you could have picked your quarterback because because from a running back perspective, the difference between the overall number five running back and running back number 15 is about nine points a week. Exactly. It's huge. Think about that. That's a big difference right there. You can't win weekly if you're losing out on nine points. I mean, obviously you can hit on guys like Philip Lindsay who, who weren't even drafted, but if you play the, if you play the numbers game, QB is a foundation from a real life football perspective, not from a fantasy football when you're building your team perspective. Yeah. And even looking at Matt Ryan, 354 points and he finished second. Now let's look at, okay. Someone like Mitchell Trubisky, actually, no, Tom Brady, Tom Brady finished 14, right? 280 points. So he had 54 points. No, 50, 74, 74 points less, which isn't, it's not, that's not a big margin, uh, but naturally Matt Ryan went later in the draft, but yeah, you had to draft you see, in the first five rounds basically. But exactly. But you see like the rankings though, the point differentials, like, but I, I, Tom Brady probably wasn't a good example. Actually Trubisky was 262. So almost a hundred points, but that's not, that's not really, I mean, that's a big diff. Like, Second to what? Trubisky finished 15th? Yeah. I still like waiting. It's all about value. And that's only one strategy, obviously, because whatever. I mean, this is – there's a couple different ways to skin a cat here, you know? Exactly. Um, which leads us into uh, the final strategy for, you know, the point of this conversation is that you always need to play the waiver. You you need to actually watch football and or wa- follow – Or look at stats, any, something, any yeah. Site that shows who's playing, who's injured, the depth chart – Right, because who's struggling? Who's the backup? Do they have a high draft pick literally sitting behind them waiting? Or is it a second year, third year quarterback that's finally getting an opportunity to play? Right? Like Patrick Mahomes, like Trubisky, obviously, more time in the system. Um, so here are a few quarterbacks, brother and and listener, that that picked it up a little bit later in the season, right? Because you could have had Fitzpatrick for the first four weeks, say in a perfect world, and then you could have had one of these guys picked up much later. I mean, obviously you have to got a monitor and this isn't this isn't like automatic right but baker mayfield from week seven on he was qb10 he wasn't even drafted in most in most leagues he absolutely dominated he wasn't even drafted it was uh, absolutely and it's funny because i remember the specific episode i don't know if you were with it it was just me and kyle last summer and we just taught we were just like you know a dynasty yeah sure draft baker and dynasty but redraft like well i'm not even looking at him this year and then I think, like, after when he first started a couple, like, I, I mean, Kyle changed his tune really fast, but yeah. I did. I mean, I started to. I was like, all right, let's see. And then, I mean, he's – the kid's talented. He is – he really is. And I'm – I can't – I couldn't believe it, actually, of how – just just how he plays the game, actually. Like, at, at his age, too, like, he's actually – he's being what everyone wanted Manziel to be, more or less. Like, I don't want to say it's that. True. But it's, it's true. He's a leader. He's a legit exactly. kid. He's got a head on his shoulders. People, I mean, it's hard to ignore the comparisons when he was coming out of college, but 
I mean, Cleveland did a great job analyzing him because it, it was a crazy buildup. I think we talked about up until the draft because it wasn't it wasn't predictable. Nobody really knew what was going to happen. Everybody thought it might be Sam Darnold, and all of a sudden the night before, it's like Baker Mayfield might Baker Mayfield, first. right? Like, yeah. what? Tyrod Taylor, right? It looked like a good situation for Tyrod Taylor. He was the starter. He got benched or he got injured in week two, I think. And from there on out, it was Baker Mayfield show. So to the point, you must monitor the team, the depth chart, the injuries, draft pick. Josh Allen, from week 12 on, he was QB number one, the overall number one quarterback in fantasy football. I absolutely crazy. I love Josh Allen. Not the, not the Josh Allen from Kentucky. Well, actually, I do love him, too. He's going to be a beast in the NFL. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if the oh, got him. But... I think he's going to go to the Raiders. He won't be there. Raiders at number four, I think. Ooh. They got to they gotta replace Khalil Mack. I know. He might be gone, though, if you know? the Jets take him at three. Well, that's if exactly. I mean, the but... guy's a freaking animal. I Who knows like if him. any of this is true? I mean. Right, exactly. It could all change. Everybody could trade, whatever. Um, Josh Allen. Watch, man. Josh Allen was abs like, and it's crazy because I remember we we were talking about this, and I actually looked up some of his stats in college. He really didn't run the ball at Wyoming. He, I, I, I want to say, I think his most ever was like seventy yards in one game. So it's not like he was used to scrambling, which is why I'm very surprised because, I, okay, so his his like actual throwing percentage wasn't that great. I want to say it was probably, I think it was around like 50%, maybe a little bit more. Line was banged uh, up. Yeah. Like, in, well, no, I'm saying in like Wyoming, this was in college. So in college, and he had like one full season where he threw for over like 3,000 yards. So the guy clearly can throw. He has, a, he has a good arm. He does. It's just now that the Bills got a little taste of him last season, the real, like, what, what are they going to do with him? And I, I think that Josh Allen is someone that could, if they're going to try to let him run the ball, He's someone you could possibly wait on later on if you're if you're that person like you just brought up the last one play the waiver like a Baker Mayfield let's say you know what I mean so if there's somebody waiting in line like okay maybe I'll take Josh Allen see how he does he doesn't pan out I'll just play the waiver strong believer in Josh Allen yeah I like I like what the Bills have done I know who who ever thunk you would, you would have said that last year I, it, with all the the controversy and the bills and the no receiving core and the fact that he was like just running all over the field when he wasn't I still don't <laughs> i mean i i do like the moves and i think hopefully i mean they they do have good coaching i'm hoping that they try and like recreate the position for him a little bit so he's not running around as much you can't take the athlete out of him because he's a ridiculous athlete with an arm exactly and- but I hope that he doesn't have to run as much because teams are going to be uh, gunning for him. Like, I, I think it's a different situation with this next quarterback, Lamar Jackson, who from week 12 on finished as QB six, which was just one behind Patrick Mahomes during that same period. I think that offense is going to be built around Lamar Jackson actually running and handing the ball off 35 times a game. Greg Roman, former 49ers offensive coordinator. He's been around the league. He's, I mean, typically known for, for running the ball. He's a, He's a run game coordinator, essentially. He's taking over the offense, right? So Josh Allen has an arm. They picked up some receivers. They built up the line. I think the scheme is going to be more for, for airing it out and handing the ball off. But Lamar Jackson is only going to basically hand the ball off and run. I mean, that's what he was very good at last year. <laughs> they had one of the best run games in the 
in the entire NFL. But actually, reports did come out today. I don't know if you saw that, that Lamar Jackson is working on his accuracy. Of course he is. He's working on his accuracy. I hope he's been doing that, like, ever since he stepped foot on the football field, though. It's just – it's funny, though, that you're a quarterback and you're working on this is what you do. You know what I mean? It's like if if you were, like, an accountant – and you're like, oh, I'm still working on my taxes, but yet I still I'm not do good people. at numbers. I still do people's on the side, but I'm still working on my like, like it just, I, I don't get it. Like this is what you do, and you have to work. You're like you're still in college. It's funny because he actually had a decent arm at times. He like looked good. He could air it out, and now and he gets in the NFL, and it's like, what's what's going on? But I think the addition of Mark Ingram means that they are going to try to pound it because they have some bruisers in that backfield, but they have no wide receivers, no wide receivers. I mean, they're probably going to go tight end again in the first round. (laughs) I I really hope not really hope Noah Fant does font Fant from does from Iowa does not go there. Yeah. They have two tight ends potentially going in the first round. That's, that's kind of crazy, but Lamar Jackson. No, I am until he proves it to me. This is, I mean, this is how I feel about him. I, Dynasty, okay, I'm going to keep him on my team. That's about it. I'm not even going to look at him. Like I brought up in the last one of the episodes um, during the playoffs, the Chargers are the only team that played him twice last season. And when they got to play him the second time, they absolutely destroyed them. Like they, he, they shut Lamar Jackson down. Now, obviously, it's a new season. They're going to try to work things because that's all everyone was talking about was Lamar Jackson. All he can do is run. He can't throw. But until you see it, you know what I mean? Like, why? So, like, teams are going to gun in on it until the Ravens figure something out. It has to be more creative because everybody knows exactly they're going to run the ball. Eight in the box. I mean, they're going to crowd the line of scrimmage, blitz, try and throw him off his game. He's an athlete, yes. They, they need the ball in his hands, of course. But until he can prove that he can actually pass with accuracy – there, there's no reason to have have a safety over the top. They don't even have receivers. They're going to line up in the wing T, in and the wishbone, in the I formation. I mean, this is going back to like Bill Walsh college football. Exactly. And to Rashawn Salam and run around the end. Nobody can touch you. It's it, – I don't know. I think the Ravens have a, still have a big question marks. Uh, defensive side too. Uh, they need wide receiver. Like they need – they need two wide receivers. And then I, like, I hope it's not a receiver I like because I I'm like Willie Snead. Dynasty then. Yeah. <laughs> right? You're like, oh. Like, oh, you went to the Ravens. No. Damn. Your stock just went boom. I know. I mean, obviously this isn't the conversation for it, but they keep talking about DK Metcalf, and I'm still not sure how I feel about him. He's a, yeah. he's a specimen. He ran like the slowest three-cone time at, at, at the combine, and he's not, he's not known for I, his route I'm running. Not believe, his I'm not a believer of this guy. Okay. Is he a straight-line speed guy that they pick, and maybe he's just going to run, run the top off the defense? I mean, do they need a guy like that? Yes, but – He's a Can big dude. Somebody else that's out there to do that without a high draft pick. I don't know. It's it's yet to be seen. I'm not that high moving forward, even though he's an athlete. This is one quarterback that I might be the highest on out of everybody that we just mentioned. Mitchell, the truth, Trubitsky. And mostly it's because of the coaching, the scheme, and the athletes around him. Because last week, from week four to week 11, he was QB number three. On average, he was drafted 14th round or later or not even drafted. Or not even drafted, actually, yeah. Probably with that. We had him on our team, but we also had Cam Newton. So, I mean, it was it was kind of tough. But Cam did have that little stretch where, oh, my God, it was so frustrating, I think. But anywho, Mitchell, 
I do like I do like Trubisky, but the thing is, I I still think he needs he needs another wide receiver on that team. I think they need a bigger another big presence because clearly Kevin White didn't work out, which was probably the best draft pick in the past thirty years. <laughs> oh my god, that like I think the guys played maybe like five snaps. He's played more well. Not many more snaps than Jamarcus Russell. He's gone anyway. Yeah. But still, I, I still think they need – Trey Burton was starting to come into his own a little bit. I don't, I don't know what they were trying to do, but Trey Burton, I mean, he's a good tight end. They were just not using him or Mitchell wasn't throwing to him. Tariq Cohen, I think Tariq Cohen is going to be a PPR monster this year. The guy is a stud. We know what he can do. So he's going to definitely fill that – like a Darren Sproles-type role – uh, they got Mike Davis. I like I like that pickup. I think Mike Davis is a good running back. I think he's someone that could get 800 yards, maybe like eight touchdowns. They get closer to the goal line. But I think Trubisky needs another wide receiver on that team. They still have Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel. Allen Robinson going to be another whole year removed from the surgery on his knee. And my main man, who was a rookie last year who got hurt. Anthony Miller? Yes. Yeah, true. I think he's going to step up a lot. I think they need to give him more opportunity, but he was learning the offense. He was a little banged up here and there, but he's, he scored a bunch of touchdowns. I think a big dude. I think, honestly, like, I, I don't know. He didn't re-sign with the Saints. I think, honestly, someone like a Dez. I know that's a bold statement, but having, like, a, a, a big guy on the outside with Anthony Miller in the slot, Taylor Gabriel, do, like, a four-wide, two-set, Allen Robinson, Dez. You know what I mean? Like, that three Cohen in the backfield. It won't hurt. Honestly, having another like tight end or a big receiver. Yeah. Just another bigger target for him to throw to because Taylor Gabriel is not the biggest. I don't think Anthony Miller is that big. No. Allen Robinson is, is a good size. He's big. He's got Trey Burton, but I just think another big one would definitely help him. Yeah, it's insane. And if you had him early on or saw that he had a game and picked him up before, he had another good game, right? Sometimes you got to do that. You got to take that chance. I mean, which is something you want to keep an eye on, not just for, for quarterbacks, I think, but all positions, obviously, that we've talked about here. New coaches, new schemes, new teams, which players they lost, which players they added. I think this is all very, very important when preparing for your fantasy draft. Don't forget to use our promo code for SportsCon, FantasyFam, one word, no spaces. You get 20% off your admission or VIP ticket. Boom. That's unbelievable. General admission ticket. Yep. Um, really quick, I just wanted to point this out. It's been a little bit removed, but promised promised our fans out there and everyone else that contributed to the slap wars. You were not on this, brother. Uh, it was Vivid Shag League, VSL. Uh, this guy joined Twitter or just wanted to get more followers in the fantasy football community, and it turned out to – it turned into an all-out GIF slap war where about 45, I would say 45, um, you know, Twitter handles were about on this. It was like, it started out with like, I don't know, maybe 15. And then it grew exponentially. Um, it was absolutely ridiculous. For like 24 hours, everybody was just sending slap GIFs. Saw a lot of repeats. I, I, we, I had a blast. So everybody that was part of it, um, we were actually trending. If you like, if you typed in like slap war or slap or, or S something with an S like slap war was one of the ones that like popped up. So that was pretty cool. So props to everyone that was part of slap wars. Boom. 
Yeah, cheers. And if you followed us, you could have uh, you could have tuned in at thefantasyfam.com or on Twitter at thefantasyfam. Again, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Radio Public, Overcast, Spotify. Please tune in, leave a review, hit us up via email, thefantasyfam at gmail.com. This is The Fantasy Fam, signing off. Mm-hmm.